Welcome to the Pugilist Podcast presented by Hack Daniels Media, hosted by Mark Hack Daniels and Robert Meyer. We're bringing you all the fight action you can imagine. Everything you see, we see, we're bringing you commentary. Whether it be UFC, 1FC, PFL, Bellator, doesn't matter. If they're fighting, we're watching, we're talking about it. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy our episodes. All right, we're back again. We got... uh. Edson Barboza, Giga Chigazi. Was it like a Fight Night 30 or something like that? ESPN uh, Fight Night 30? Yeah. Yep. It was over in uh, Vegas at the Apex this weekend. Yeah. This past weekend. Plus, it's like the pseudo-tough finale or whatever, right? So It was a tough finale. Yep. Which ended up being uh, quite exciting. Yeah. I thought. So, I didn't see... I, I missed a couple of the prelims. Um, I need to go back again and watch a few. I was in uh, I was in Buffalo, so my hometown doing a tournament and working with my sister. But um, I started watching some of these. Man, that there was a nasty heel hook submission. Um, JJ Aldrich looked great. Looks like uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan. That's a fight that I probably need to go back and watch. That's a head kick knockout. Oh yeah, that was fucking brutal, man. That was, was like. It? pretty nasty oh, yeah yeah it wasn't like he didn't set it up or, or really anything like it, it, you know it wasn't like a like a crow cap head kick or anything like that but like yeah. he threw it with bad intentions and he threw it with everything that he had and that dude just crumpled oh shit yeah there's an interesting it. uh interesting thing behind behind that knockout you want me to tell you about it yeah okay so Abdul Razak Alassan knocked out Alessio uh, Di Chirico uh, with with one head kick, right? Okay. The fight that Alessio had before that, he knocked out Joaquin Buckley with one head kick. The fight before that, Joaquin Buckley landed that spinning back kick, head kick on... Uh, on what's his face? Impa, Impa, whatever. So what we're saying is Al Hassan's losing by head kick next fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. That's some like weird fighter math there. Yeah, I saw it on online. It was it was uh like that train just, strange. The train yeah. just kept on rolling, right? Like just yeah, the one kick knockout. <clears throat> well, I mean, like head kick knockouts aren't like they're surely not like the most you know, like they don't, they happen, but they don't happen like all the time. It's not like, yeah. it's, you might get one, like a card or one, like every couple cards, but it's not like, it's not like everybody's out there knocking dudes heads off with their feet, you know? Yeah. I feel like they're pretty, pretty rare these days. That's I pretty, I just know, guys just know how to block them really well. You know, I mean, most fighters have their hands up high, you know, they, they can deflect it for the most part, um, or at least do, absorb it. Do you think it's like the advent of the calf kick? Well, I guess a calf kick wouldn't necessarily bring your hands down, would it? Yeah, no, it'd, it'd more so be body kicks, right? Yeah. If you're eating liver right. shots and stuff like that, your hands your hands go down. Probably not calf kicks, unless you're one of those guys that just like tries to catch. Well, yeah, some people, kicks. even Connor has tried to grab it a couple times, like calf kicks. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, when I was out at Miramar, I uh, briefly trained with a, a guy named Matt Buckley who fought under uh, extreme couture, I think out of it, yeah. out of uh, Temecula. And uh, we, we met at like the 
the base gym one night and he's a former Marine. Um, and we were just kind of sparring going back and forth and, and I kept catching his, his low kicks. Yeah. And he just kept fucking tagging me like right afterwards. He'd be like, don't what, like, what are you doing? That's such so, so stupid. You're so dumb. <laughs> like, why are you trying to catch my kicks? I'm going to just piece you up every single time. And he did. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you, you definitely, obviously when, if you, if you catch them and don't try to like advance into a takedown or something like it's pretty pointless. Yeah. Yeah. I E one of the guys you mentioned totally got his face smashed in by some crazy spinning kick. Right. Cause didn't he, he caught his leg or he was working the leg and then the dude jumped off the one leg and spun and kicked him. So, I mean, you know, obviously yeah, he, you're a little extra vulnerable there, but yeah, I guess if you're super athletic, like uh, Joaquin Buckley is, you know, and you have the technique and the ability to, to throw something flashy like that, then good on you. All right. But either way, MMA math suggests that Abdul Razak Al-Hassan loses by head kick KO in his next fight. You heard it yep. here. <laughs> put, the, put the money down. Put the money down. That is an interesting string, though, that you could link those fighters and fights together. That's, yeah, that's that doesn't, really weird. That doesn't happen often. Nah, super strange, but kind of cool. All right, man. Run, run me through the main card. You saw some of the earlier stuff. I saw some highlights from uh, some of the tough fights, and obviously, I went back and watched my man Giga. But run me through it, dude. Tell me, tell me what you saw. Uh, yeah, first fight on the main card was uh, Wisconsin-born uh, Gerald Mearshart and uh, a, kind of a hype machine in uh, Mahmoud uh, Muradov. And uh, I think Gerald was like the biggest underdog on the card. Mm. with this one and uh, you know a lot of people i think count gerald out because of the way that hamzat just smoked him yeah you know in the first round it was like he hamza threw one punch and gerald slept um and and despite the the very high level of uh grappling that gerald has i think people just kind of look at him kind of like a a mid-tier low you know mid to low tier guy and i've never i've never really bought that for whatever reason so you know i was super pumped to see him fight and uh i mean he he ate a shit ton of shots from this dude like this guy that he fought muradov is is good um and and there were a few moments where gerald looked like he was kind of rocked a little bit but he uh he weathered it and and eventually got him down to the ground and late in the second round i mean once gerald like gets your back if he gets his arms wrapped around your neck like you're you're done yeah and and he, he tapped that dude out you've Super been so impressive. yeah i mean you've, you've definitely been kind of high on this <laughs> mirror <Shark> kid yeah <clears throat> based on some of our previous conversations it's when the name comes up you definitely yeah i get excited man I, it's I, beyond I like, it's beyond just a wisconsin thing though i think you're you know like clearly you see something in him yeah no I, I mean i enjoy his you know his personality and the way he fights um he's not one of those guys that comes in looking to just grind out decisions like he wants to win and he wants to win impressively and uh yeah i don't know i think people need to stop counting that dude out yeah. um i don't know if you know he'll get to the to the title but i definitely think that there's a fuck ton of guys at the high end of the middleweight division that he can soundly beat so i don't know it was good. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was a good fight. Trotsky Gilmore TKO punches elbows in the third round. How was that? Uh, Sounds violent. I gotta look at. I gotta look up this dude real quick because I can't remember this fight. Can't remember it at all. Sorry. No worries. 
Michael Gilmore, the gentleman. Oh, yeah, that was a good fight. Yeah, those two were going back and forth. Um, I think fucking Gilmore just kind of gassed out towards the end of the towards the end of the fight. And uh, Petrowski, oh, yeah, Petrowski was the dude. He was on the Ultimate Fighter this last season, the Ultimate Fighter. He was the guy that everybody, you know, thought was going to win. He came in, he, you know, he looks like a fucking Andre Orlovsky clone, um, mm. only 20 years younger, you know, huge beard, like just a, a big fucking middleweight. Um, both these guys, I think, were on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, yeah, it was a super back and forth fight. Um, yeah, I think just Gilmore kind of gassed out and got pounded out, and and he got, he took some serious ground upon that in that third round. Um, mm. So I think Jason Herzog was was right in stopping the fight. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Danny Rodriguez and Kevin Lee was the next one up, and uh, you know I think a lot of people were excited to see Kevin Lee come back. Um, he was making his return to 170 after a disastrous fight against current lightweight champ Charles Oliveira. And uh, he had a, a good first round, got uh, got Daniel down. Um, you know, Kevin looked. Kevin's like a, a really good one round fighter. Dude, I fully expected him to lose, bro. I mean, I just did. I just the way he was talking before the fight and everything. Like, I don't know, man. He always talks a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I I knew that. Kevin Lee was going to lose the fight in the second round after he took Daniel down and Daniel reversed him and got on top of him. Um, and then like, after they, st- you know, Daniel, I don't think held him down because Daniel's not much of a, a ground fighter. You know, he's a tatted up Mexican from LA, you know, he likes to scrap. Um, and you can, you can kind of see the defeat in Kevin's eyes. Um, and by that point, I think fatigue had set in a little bit. And then the rest of the fight, he just, he didn't really do a whole lot. And Daniel, Daniel did. Uh, I like Daniel Rodriguez a lot. Yeah. Kids, uh, yeah. I think someone Kevin, said that Kevin, I don't know if he's been released yet, but I think he's gone. I don't think to keep yeah, him. Dana kind of alluded to, uh, you know, he, he definitely didn't say like Kevin Lee's going to get another fight. He was just like, if we keep him like, you know, we'll see what he wants to do, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, it's like, dude, the, the depth of the UFC right now is almost obnoxious. Yeah. You know, like they don't, if you're not winning, they don't, quite frankly, the organization just doesn't need you. Every sport is that way, you know, yeah. I mean, or at least every major, major sport. Like you might get some, some more fights in, in smaller promotions, but I think, I think they've set about a three fight standard, you know, in the UFC. Unless you're Sam Elvey, who's on like a seven fight losing streak in the UFC, but Dana refuses to. He's just seems he just seems to be like a rando fill in. The guy just will take a fight anytime, you know. Yeah, you're right. And- it's, it is it is weird though, right? There are a few guys that seem to just keep getting fights, and like you're like, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Sam Elvey, to to his credit, like he always shows up to fucking fight you know yeah i don't think he's ever been in a boring fight but at some point wins have to matter man you know yeah yeah so i mean <clears throat> and i think he's had like one or two or maybe even like three different stints in the ufc where he kind of comes and goes at least two i think right like yeah i think so in and out kind of thing i mean yeah, yeah no. he was on he was on season i think 10 of the ultimate fighter um yeah. one of the seasons of the ultimate fighter 
and they left for a little bit, but you know, Kevin Lee is like one of those dudes who really could benefit from, I think like 165 pound weight class. I think he's too, he cuts too much to get to 155 and at 170, he's just a little undersized because Daniel Rodriguez, like Kevin Lee's a big dude, but Daniel Rodriguez looked bigger and Daniel Rodriguez is carrying a little bit of body fat on him. You know, he's, he's yeah. not like a, like a, a ripped welterweight. Um, yeah, dude, I think there's a, we've talked about this a bunch. I think there's a sweet spot somewhere in there. I think 10 pound increments make sense. I just would hate to see it turn into boxing where literally like every couple pounds, you know, you have a weight class and then like, I don't know what boxing's increments are, but, it, or they could just decide what weight they're going to fight at each time. And then you got one guy who's got like 17 belts and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how does that even make sense? You know, or you can look at like Manny Pacquiao. Like if you look at his career, dude, he started tiny and like, you know, Fuck I'd hate, uh, yeah, dude, I'd hate to see that happen in the, in, in the MMA community, but there's, there's, I would just be, I would be way happier to see 10 pound increments, like 125 all the way to, and I think you could get some cool, um, you could get an extra heavyweight division in there. You know, you could like do like super heavyweight. Yeah. Like light, heavy, heavy, super heavy kind of thing. And I, I mean, I look at like a Stipe. Uh, Crow Cop would be a great example of that too. Like a Stipe Miocic Crow Cop, like around, let's see, at 205. So you'd go to what? You know, two, 215, 220. I mean, when you're in the heavyweight divisions, like you could go, you could go back to that 10 to 15 pound increments where maybe it makes sense, you know? Yeah. That'd be weird though. I think like a super heavyweight division, then you'd have like these 400 pound dudes coming into the UFC who just. Well, I think what would they do? They would go, you know, probably. So if you did like 220 or 225 or something like, you know, they would probably, you know, keep the, keep the threshold at 265. Yeah. I don't know. I could see doing like 10 pound increments up until 170. And then after that, you've got 185, 205 and, and then heavyweight. I would like to see a hundred. I've always wanted to see a 165 pound weight class. That's where I feel like Nick Diaz would have been the, you know, would have been able to fight the best. Ton of that's, what, uh, that's what, that's uh, what Dan Hardy Elite XC did that. <coughs> Dan Hardy was calling for it for a long time. Yeah. I think elite XC had like a, I think their lightweight division was 160 pounds. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I've always had, you know, kind of wondered about the, the weight, how it's decided, you know, like who, who sort of wrote the book on what were the appropriate yeah. weight classes and all that stuff. You know, it is what it is, but I don't know, but go, you know, going back to Kevin Lee, like you see shades of brilliance in him, like that Gregory Gillespie head kick knockout that he landed back in 2019. Like, yeah. you know, that was, that was amazing. Like some of the beatdowns he's put on on like Michael Chiesa and, and, uh, Magomed Mustafa, I think that's how you say his name and a bunch of, you know, like he was kicking ass there for a while. He was on like a five, fight win streak in the UFC at one point. And now he's just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I know he's been injured, you know, it could be injuries and I don't know, but, uh, he's 28 years old. So if he left the UFC, it's not to say that he couldn't come back you know, in a few years after tearing it up in Bellator or something or one FC or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're saying, you know, you're, <coughs> mid thirties is when they, a lot of people believe MMA fighters are, are hitting their like prime and then their peak, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. 
But Dana Rodriguez, he's a dude you need to pay attention to, uh, people, if you haven't, because that guy is fucking just awesome. He's he's only been fighting in the UFC um, since last November, and he's already got no, he's been there longer since last February, and he already has one, two, three, four, seven fights. So a little over like a year and a half, seven fights in the UFC. Holy shit! Yeah, and he's six and one, and his only loss was a decision. Oh yeah, dude, he is fighting at a pretty, pretty regular clip here. Yeah, the downside, Dana Rodriguez, is he's thirty-four years old, so he may be in his prime right now, and this is you know maybe the best we see of him. I don't know, uh, but man, he's he's exciting to watch. Oh, so what I'm seeing is he came off the Bell- Bellator fight. In- 2017 looks like he took a couple years off and found his way back into the contender series <clears throat> which just started again by the way yeah i missed that one yesterday i heard it was pretty awesome though i'll need to go back and watch it shout out to laura sanko for being the first female color commentator for the ufc not to mention a, a- pro fighter too like she does it all man is yeah i don't th- I, I doubt many people when they look at her realize that she actually has a pro fighter too under her belt yeah she like she's Victor, i think right yeah she's apparently you know she's pretty legit but clearly has found a home as a a commentator i yeah. saw her in, i saw her in person um we weren't able to stop but she was she was at the outside at the ufc and like um yeah I was just hanging out with fans no, she was getting ready. No one was around her. She was getting ready to cut some of her, you know, the pre-promotion shit and oh, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. They're out and about filming all that stuff. So, Were you just uh, drooling out of your mouth or something? Or was- well, I'm just, I mean, she's, you know, she's a looker, dude. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, Yeah. Congratulations to uh, to her. It's a big well, accomplishment, I, from, right, to be the so I need to, I, commentator in the UFC. Again, I need to go back and watch it, but from what I what I understand, it's like <laughs> she hung in no problem and is highly educated. Like Yeah, man, she runs she runs that shit over on ESPN. You know, the whatever they do when, when DC's over there, like she's she's pretty much in charge of all that shit. I don't watch a lot of that stuff. I don't watch no. a lot of the I I I don't really care for Daniel Cormier. I think he's a good commentator, but I don't watch all the extra shit with him, you know. But yeah, I don't know, man. She, uh, yeah, she's, I don't know, man. I just think, you know, if you can look past her face and some other attributes, like there's a brain in there and it's a good one, you know, that's all all I'm saying. Okay. Well, we'll end it on that one. Yeah. Until next week, people. (laughs) So I, dude, I wish I would have kept up with this tough season. Um, I don't know much about Ricky Tercios and uh, High Stand, but the Brian Battle, Gilbert Urbina, I think I caught some of that. But, dude, Gilbert Urbina is one of three brothers that have, like, made it to the tough finale. Yeah, and they've all lost. And all three of them have <laughs> lost. Like, fuck. We need, we need to talk about this Ricky Tercios, dude. Okay. Send it. For a bit, though. Okay. So, if you – if men could make children – Okay. Like if, uh, well, if, if two men could make a baby together. Well, I mean, okay. You know, we're not, <laughs> we're not going to go. Oh, we're not, are we not woke on the show? We're not woke. We're not, we're right. not going to go down that road. I, I, I see what you're getting at, but I don't want to, I don't want to take a sharp turn. 
But if you take two men, you take Eddie Bravo and you take Tony Ferguson. And if those two fornicated and birthed a child, their child would be Ricky Turkios. <laughs> that's awkward as fuck. <laughs> this kid. There's nothing about that. That's okay. He fights like Tony and he, th- I, th- I think he thinks like Eddie Bravo. Like this guy is, is the new age, like El Kakui. Yeah, but I don't think Eddie Bravo thinks like Eddie Bravo thinks. I don't think Eddie Bravo knows what he thinks. I think he just thinks. Well, that's that's Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is Ricky. So going going looking at the fight itself between he he and uh, Brady he stand, who's a firefighter, so shout out to him, first responders. Gotta gotta love first responders. Is that how you say his name? He stand? High stand, he stand. I don't know. If I fuck it up, sorry, dude. Fair enough. Uh, but man, do you, do you remember the Ultimate Fighter season two when Joe Stevenson and Luke Kumo fought in yes. the finale? Yes. That was like a three round grappling version of Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. Like that was an amazing three round grappling fight. Uh, if I, if memory stands, I mean, that might be one of the best, almost like pure grappling matches we've ever seen in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Next to like Diego and Carl Parisian. And, and you just uh, don't, you don't get like all out ground battles anymore, you know? Like yeah, this one. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that this one was like a full ground mat. Like this one was a complete mixed martial arts fight. Like these guys were standing, throwing bombs at each other, going to the ground, constant reversal, submission attempts. Like it had fucking everything. It was everything you wanted to see in like a tough finale fight. And yeah, uh, right. at the end of it, Ricky was just better conditioned. Uh, I think Brady carries around quite a bit of muscle at that, at that weight class. I mean, he's, he seemed big, whereas Ricky's a, a lot more leaner and scrappier. Yeah. Um, and at the end, you know, I think it was, it was a split decision. It was a close fight, but yeah, I thought Ricky, well, I think people, a lot, you got to remember like a lot of these guys <coughs> historically, they go on tough at whatever weight class they can get on. Yeah. A lot of them fight outside of their weight classes, either up, up or down. It doesn't matter. They're just looking for the opportunity. I mean, that's been that's been a trend across tough forever. You know, yeah. like they, there's yep. been multiple people that have done that. So he could be, you know, if he's if he said he was well muscled and you know he may have cut too much weight and gassed himself out, and we'll Maybe, see him at, yeah. we'll see him at featherweight. You know, who knows? Um, but I don't, I don't. You can't get mad at a kid for chasing his, Mm-mm. you know, chasing his dream and and you know, just trying to fight wherever he can fight, you know, this was one of those fights where I thought Dana was going to come in after the winner was announced and say, Hey, you know, to the loser, like we're giving you a contract too. like, I, I think Brady should, oh, should he'll get, get like a full, Oh, he'll get one. Well, just, he'll, he'll definitely get another fight. You know, I just think it Dana, won't be, it won't be as lucrative, right? Like, I don't no, know. I don't know what not. the, are they still just doing a hundred K for the tough guy? Did he say what the numbers were? And I think it's, yeah, like a, six-figure contract with the UFC. I think that's kind of always been just the, you know, how it works for how many years. I don't know. Six figures for a guy coming off tough. I would imagine at that point in their career, though, that's quite a bit, you know? Yeah, depending on the guy, you know, I think Ricky, he he has a handful of fights. He might uh, have like almost 20 fights or something like that. He's got 13, a little bit off. But uh, man, it, it was a it was a damn good fight. Um, but Ricky's he's a, definitely an odd one. Like in in his at the post fight press conference, he brought like a portable karaoke machine and sang "Freebird" by Leonard Skinner for the media. Really? Yeah. So I mean, is it a gimmick? Is it like a gimmicky thing? Or no, you think like he's just... he's just no. He's you know I think he's he's a fun loving like easygoing dude. He 
and he's not, you know, not afraid to fucking show it to everybody. But he's so he's taken over the cringe status then. Not not in like the same regard as Henry Cejudo. You like these weird fuckers though, man. You're like into that. Like, like, you got to <laughs> yeah. for some of these goofballs. I mean, that's yeah. fine. Whatever, dude. I love I a do. guy. I love a guy who can have a good time. But some some of these some of these dudes, it's just it's. I mean, I like badass guys though too, like Daniel Rodriguez. Like he's not, you know, he's not the type of guy that's gonna sing Freebird. He's gonna fucking mean mug, you know, the camera probably. Um, yeah. Make people pee their pants, but you know, I, I like it all. But I definitely like uh, people being themselves. Yeah, you know, not being fake, and I don't think Ricky's fake at all. So I saw the, I did see the Brian Battle Gilbert Urbina. That was a good fight. Yeah, well, dude, I can I just be honest. Yeah, I had a long, I had a long, I had a long ass weekend, and I was working with my sister, right? So I got back to. She's in between houses, right? So she bought a house. She's working on one house, living in the other, and it's like a rush, you know. So like, yeah. I did the tournament because that's what I was there for. I saw some family, but otherwise I spent as much time as I could helping my sister. So we finally get back to her house where I can sleep. And I, I may have caught some of the Turkios fight. Honestly, I can't remember because I think I was starting to doze off. Um, I was in and out for the Brian battle Urbina fight gone for the fight that I really wanted to see. I actually, wa- <laughs> I watched the it. Main event. I watched it the next morning, dude. I watched it the next morning. Like, yeah. I was, I mean, I was exhausted. And we won the golf tournament that I played in, by the way. Just put that there. You there. go. Yeah. a boy. Brian Battle looks really good, though. Uh, Urbina, dude, Urbina looks good. Like, I think all the Urbina guys have looked good. You know, I don't yeah, know. you know, the, the thing with Urbina, I think he took this fight on like maybe 10 or 12 days' notice. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he wasn't the original guy, right? Like, no. No, he wasn't. So when he came out, like swinging for the fences, trying to KO Brian, um, I was like, okay, that's kind of a red flag. Like that, that tells me that he maybe doesn't have the conditioning to go too far into the fight. Yeah. I, you got to th- on 10 days notice at middleweight, <coughs> I think middleweights tend to carry, they can get big in between fights. You know, yeah. And, if, and he if, just fought, you know, a shit ton of times in the ultimate fighter house too. Right. Like how many f- you know, he fought, I, I guess, three times. So, I mean, yeah, if he came out guns blazing in the first round, you got to figure he was trying to get out of there as fast as he could. Dude, he did some damage, though. He did some serious damage to Brian Battle. He busted yeah. him up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Brian just weathered it and eventually got him down and choked him out. Yeah, he looked good. hes I don't think he's going to stay at middleweight, Brian Battle. I think he'll drop down to 170. He looked a little sort of frumpy at middleweight, didn't he? If yeah, he's, memory serves. Got some, he's got some body fat. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Fatigue will make cowards of anybody, bro. You know, like that's sure. kind of the, in MMA, I feel like that's sort of the big equalizer. It's like <coughs> conditioning, I think at this elite level is abs- almost, abs- it's absolutely everything. You know, you, you may slip a technique and get caught here and there. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to happen because you're fighting against elite level guys. But when push comes to shove, dude, it's whoever's got, whoever's got the biggest gas tank in a lot of these fights, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah, in some cases, um, it was a, it was a real good, it was, it was a pretty chaotic fight in that first round though. If people didn't see it, I, I highly suggest you go back and watch it. It's just, it's cool to see guys kind of weather the storm and not only, you know, come back and bound the fence, but 
get a finish, you know, later in the fight. I, right. I like seeing that, especially with like a, a young up and comer like Mr. Battle. Dude, come to think of it, I think I saw some of the I may have actually saw some of the Daniel Rodriguez and Kevin Lee fight too. But like I said, I was it was a tough night that night. It was tired. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. All right, dude. I think I went to sleep last uh, during the Cannoneer Gasoline fight. I don't even think I watched the entire thing. I shut it off and went to bed. Well, I think you just got bored, didn't you? Maybe. I don't or you know. just kind of like fuck this, like this is stupid. I don't know. I don't know. I think I was really tired. That's fair. Yeah. It's life, bro. You're a new dad. Newish. Newish dad. Newish dad. Yep. Yeah. He's not a baby anymore, though. He's like a little boy, which is weird to see. With the world-class judoka hips yeah he hasn't been doing that he's been pretty good during diaper changes he hasn't been flopping around too much anymore but uh now he's at this point where um he really just likes to bang shit you know like, like what? spoons and spoons and and pans and stuff like that like he oh that's fun yeah so <laughs> yeah Okay. My wife at one point tonight was just like, you you need to like watch this kid. I need a break from him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are rough, dude. Yeah. He's a, I don't know. We have a good time with him though. This is like the best time for me. Like the most enjoyable time for me as a dad when he's like 19, you know, 18, 19 months. I'm having a blast with him. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Doing this thing where like you put him in the tub. You know, like he takes a bath every night. And then the first thing he does when he gets in the tub now is just takes a piss all over the place. <laughs> it's the water, bro. It's like, you you know, it just happens. Yeah and, he, yeah. and he giggles when he does it, you know, thinks gets a real big kick out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I, I picked Edson Barboza for this fight and uh, I feel like an asshole. Yeah. I, I initially picked Giga and then I went back and, and changed it to Barboza. I just... I didn't like what what Giga was saying in his in the in the pre-fight interviews. He was talking about how like he was going to try and stop it as fast as as possible. Um, and again, when I hear that, I'm just like, okay, is it because like you're not conditioned to go five rounds? And that you know that's what let me know. I don't know. I, in this case, I would just say Edson is just that dangerous personally. But um, yeah. And I guess I didn't realize that Giga was that dangerous either because that guy's fucking lethal with it. You know, I mean, I saw the the Cub Swanson well, I think shot. Early on, uh, pull his record up because I think he had a couple decisions in the beginning. He lost his, his MMA debut. He I'm talking. Choked. I'm just talking about UFC. Like He's undefeated did, in the UFC. He lost once on the Contender Series. <laughs> what is his... So, okay, so inside, in like his actual UFC record... Um, what were his first couple fights? Weren't they just decisions? Yeah, first his first two fights were split. His first four fights were decisions. Um, two were split and two were unanimous. And then his last three have been off. Right. So I just finishes. I think you know those first couple fights. Like, um, I just feel like you know when you're when you're pulling split decisions, dude, people will write you off pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but as a kickboxer, this guy's fucking lethal. You know, and Barboza is just not somebody I'm sure he's got some ground pedigree. He's just, he's not going to take you down. I think. And Chigazi knows that. I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know what Chigazi can do on the ground. I don't know that we've ever really seen him get taken down much. 
Um, yeah, I don't think. And, don't it, think and so. if he, and if he has, it's not been sustained, you know. Yeah. So so that's really the big question for me. I love this guy, and I I don't know what it is. There's just something about his kickboxing style that you know. And I say this about a lot of Georgians, but I think he's really sort of the cream of the crop out of that sort of region. But I've been on this dude for a while, man. I just think he's, yeah, I know. I just I just think he's good. Yep. It, he just seems so slick to me. And then, and then to earn a, you know, to win a TKO over Barboza, that's no, it's no small thing, man. No, not too many guys have, have effectively knocked him out. Did you have any uh, issue with the stoppage? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you can pick apart unless a dude is like out, out. I mean, I feel like you can, you can sort of question a lot of these stoppages, right? Um, I know. He was clearly hurt and he was definitely yeah. stumbling, but I, I mean, I don't know, dude, in a main event, dude, when you're talking about two like seasoned professionals, let, in my opinion, let one go to sleep. That's just me. You know, that's what they're fucking in there for, man. These guys know that they know it, yeah. you know, everybody says, oh, we're saving him. We're, you know, we're trying to do this or do that. It's like, dude, Edson Barbosa is like what? 36 or seven or something like that. Like, you know, he doesn't have many years left at that level. Let him, let him go out on a shield, bro. That's just, that's, that's just me. Yeah. Nor- normally I don't, I don't really get too uptight over referee stoppages, but this one, like the way Edson, like kind of bounced up right away. Like, in, I don't know. I was just kind of like, it's definitely, like, so it's definitely frustrating when a guy is on the ground, he's taking punches and he sort of looks like he's not necessarily defending himself. And then, they stop it and he just is automatically up. You're like, fuck, yeah. was it a, was it a flash knockout? That shit happens. People go into flash knockout oh, yeah. sort of status all the time. Like you can't blame a ref for that, you know? No. And yeah, but, and that's what I'm saying is like, you know, when you got two like hardcore seasoned professionals, like I get some of the younger guys who still have like years and years and years on, on their career. And, and they could probably recover from a loss or two. Uh, these two, you know, fucking let them go out on their shield, bro. They know what they're in there for, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd rather see him get slapped and 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 it just be definitive than, you know, have any kind of questionable stoppage. I don't recall seeing anything from Edson Barbosa though, like questioning the stoppage or anything like that though. Um, but, but I don't no, know. I don't know that's in his character. It may not be. That may not be something he would do. You know, I don't know. I just I didn't feel like it was at the point where, where the ref should have stopped it. Like, you know, I don't know if Giga would have landed one more shot, who knows what would have happened, but yeah, I mean, I thought the first round was competitive. Second round, I think Giga started taking over and third round, obviously, you know, he, he clipped him hard. Um, and it it seemed like his Giga's, uh, corner was starting to push him. Some of these kickboxers start off too slow. And I think that's a problem for Chigazi. I think they have a really hard time transitioning into, in MMA because sometimes you have to get off to a fast start. Well, these guys are fucking firing off leg kicks like right away, like hard fucking leg kicks. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's and I thought it was it was interesting to see Edson eat a couple leg kicks and not like it. That's a rare yeah. thing. You don't normally see that. He's usually way too busy with his own fit, with his own feet yeah. and his own kicks that um you don't see him take too many kicks. So, I mean, but yeah, they were trading they were trading for sure and I thought I thought Chigazi handled them pretty well. Personally, you know, yeah, I think there was one. There was one that he switched stances after he got kicked. It was obvious that it hurt him, but I only recall that one good one. And Barboza is notoriously like he's. I I don't know if they've ever really made measured leg kick strength, but I bet his is up there as being one of the hardest kicks 
in the world for sure. He's nasty, dude. I mean, I think he's doesn't he have stoppage? Uh, all three height, yeah, all three, kicks? all three levels: leg kicks, body kicks, and head kicks. He's like the yeah. only guy that has that on him. So they were working the body. It looked like pretty good too. Giga landed. I think he landed a pretty solid leg kick or body kick. Yeah, dude, um, his body kicks are. They're, they're just snipers. It's it's like a yeah. piston going off. Somehow he sneaks him in there, doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's nasty. maybe that maybe that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> you got to appreciate kickboxers that go to the body, dude. I just, There's no telegraphing or anything. He just he's like he's kind of you know he's in his little stance and then he it just fires. Yeah, it's pretty pure. It's pretty pure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, dude. He's up there as being one of the most technical strikers probably in the game right now for sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't, he's, it seems a little more traditional to me, but his technique is good. Like where like somebody like Adesanya, great technique, but he's also like super creative, much like John Jones was right. Like, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. You know, is Giga in the, you know, in the light, lightweight title talks. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I think Feather, he can featherweight. Oh, this, this is at 145. That's right. I'm sorry. I just put, I'm sorry. They had, uh, oh, they actually, they have Giga listed at 155 pounds. Hmm. <laughs> he called that Holloway. Did he? What do you think about that one? Dude, they have Barboza listed at 155 too. This is MMA junkie. I'm looking at, hmm. it was at 145, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that fight. You think Giga's ready for a guy like Max? <laughs> He doesn't throw volume like Max does. Nope. I don't know, man. That's uh interesting striker style, right? Max is a volume boxer. Giga's a slick kickboxer. I mean, it could be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think no Giga, be a... Giga said Holloway's name in the past. Yeah, he called him out right after this fight. Well, I think, yeah, but I think he said it before too. No, mm. dude, I think I think if they they were to if they were able to set that fight up, I think uh, either way, they could go fight Volkanovski. Yeah, you, know? you beat Max. Yeah. I mean, there's, let's see, right now, Giga's listed as the number eight featherweight above him. You've got Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater, Korean Zombie, Yair Rodriguez, Ortega, and Holloway. And then obviously Volk, the champ. Yeah, I don't, and a couple of those names you mentioned, I don't think they could offer Giga much. Dude, like Cater, Arnold Allen, and Josh Emmett, the, I, I can't remember the last time like we've seen them fight. I know Calvin fought not too long ago, but I feel like these, like Arnold Allen and Josh Emmett, they haven't been too active. Emmett, maybe the Arnold guy, not so much. Yeah, you're right, though. Not, not an active bunch there. Yeah. Who's Volk? But, Volk's, Volk's fighting somebody coming up, right? Oh, Ortega. Yeah, Ortega. Um, I think, I think it makes sense. For you what know? Holloway to, for for him to jump all those all those guys, jump Yair, jump Korean Zombie, Cater Allen, and Josh Emmett. Like I, I'd think he has to fight either you know between like the number four ranked and the number seven. He's got to fight one of those guys before he gets Max. Like you fight Max, like that's like 
only like the come on the best of the best get to fight max and i you know i'm not saying giga isn't that guy like he could very easily be that guy but you got to fight at least one 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 more dude yeah that's fair holloway i think holloway still has like championship clout i think in the mm-hmm. in the division two right so yeah um but he's you know i think he likes to fight bro you know, yeah, it, sure. Yeah. I don't know. And Max isn't the type of guy that's going to back down from, from a challenge. So yeah, we'll see. We shall yeah. see. I'd I like to see, if- I'd like to see that fight though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That'd be a good one. That'd definitely be a good one. How high did you say Yair Rodriguez is ranked? Yair's number three, which yeah, seems kind of weird to me too. Really? Yeah. You know, he's uh, he's two one with one no contest in his last four. Like he knocked out Korean Zombie back in like 2018. Then, dude, he hasn't fought since 2019, since October, almost almost two years. I think he got hurt in one of his last fights, though, didn't he? Uh, his last fight, he beat Jeremy Stevens. Um, and then, yeah, he was scheduled to fight Max in July. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, you got. Oh no, Max was injured. Max oh, the, yeah, that's right. That's right. They were supposed to have that fight, weren't they? Yeah, but dude, he hasn't fought in almost two years. How the fuck can he be a th- number three ranked dude? Yeah, it's weird how they let some guys hang around and some guys not so much. You know, it is. I don't know. Strange. I could see. I could see doing a Giga versus Yair fight. I think that makes that that makes a little more sense than fighting Holloway. If you don't give him like either Cater Allen or, or Josh Emmett. I honestly kind of like that Josh Emmett fight too. Stylistically, um, that's a that's a really interesting fight for me. Josh Emmett's a powerhouse, man. That guy's scary as fuck. And that guy swings. Swings hard. Yeah, he does, yeah. Man, that's, a, that's an exciting division right now. Yeah, it is for sure. If, if they can get him active, you know. And it'll be even more exciting, um, you know, after Ortega and Volkanovski settle their shit. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, like, Volk's one of those fighters. I think he's got enough of everything, though, to <laughs> give a lot of people problems. <laughs> and I think he's a guy that can hold that division for. And I think there's a couple. A I think there's a couple guys that can present problems for him. But I mean, I think he's got answers. You know, but the question is, does he have the right answer on on the night? But yeah, 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 you're right. He can definitely hang out of that strap for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I think he does. I think he beats Ortega. Yeah, I, th- I think he does too. I think it's going to be a, a nasty five rounder, though. Yeah, uh, I don't know that. I don't know that Volkanovski is going to be a super prolific finisher, but I mean, he's definitely going to beat some dudes up bad. You know, he puts a fucking pace on guys, and and you know, you saw kind of Ortega crumble under Max's pressure. Um, when they fought for the title for sure. But, but then Ortega, you know, he, he took that time off and they came back and he just destroyed Korean zombie. Like he looked like a completely different guy. So, yeah, I mean, that guy was uh, Ortega. seemed like he was fighting at a pretty good clip and he was in some battles. And then you yeah, know, I yeah. think he just, sometimes these guys just got to fucking rest, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Feather. It's a, uh, it's a good looking division right now. Yeah. 
I think they're going to announce. So featherweight, lightweight, they're going to announce the Oliveira Poirier fight. I think it seems is where they're headed. Yeah, they've uh, there's been a verbal agreement that those two are going to fight in December. Okay. December 11th, I think. We're going to see Gaethje Chandler at some point. I think they fight in November. So that'll that'll be the clear, you know, that'll yeah. sort the top ranking out kind of thing. So, Yep. Did you hear that um, Nikki Holdskin called out Jake Paul? I definitely saw that on Instagram, and I like that. Yeah, me too, man. Bring in a kickboxer. Dude, Nikki Holdskin. Kickboxer. He'll, Hol- he'll fuck Jake Paul up. Holskin's fucking nasty. Yeah, that man, totally. that, that man is vicious. Not to mention one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, what'd you say? He's one of the most beautiful dudes I've ever seen in my entire life. That guy could be a supermodel. I don't know what the fuck he's doing fighting. Oh, that's I mean, fair. Obviously he likes yeah. to fight. That's fair. Like inked magazine or something kind of style, right? Yeah, he's kind of got like a hipster, uh, a hipster look to him, a hipster greaser, European greaser look. I don't know. Yeah, it's all it's all good though. Let him do you, boo. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a great fight to see. Did you watch that fight, the Jake Paul and, and Tyron fight? I, uh, by the time I was able to get it streaming, I caught like the decision. Oh yeah. So I just shut it off. I haven't. I didn't see it yet. Looked like some of the highlights. It would say that Woodley actually acquitted himself well. Um, I didn't want to mention any of this prior, but um, so on my other show, I had uh, Tango T Edwards pop on a couple once. Uh, he's a veteran and also um, a UFC fighter, and he was out in Puerto. Like he went out to Puerto Rico, and I was like, "Dude, did you get a fight?" And he's like, "No, I'm out here training with Paul." And I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no shit. And to sum it up, and he's and Edwards's voice just a couple of times, he said, basically, people were overestimating Woodley's boxing and underestimating Paul's. And I think that sort of spelled itself out in the fight. But it looked like Woodley did well. And a lot of people think that Woodley won. And I haven't seen it yet, but it seems like he boxed him up pretty good at least a couple times. I'll, I'll tell you what, there's I don't know what those judges were thinking. But for me, there was no way that Tyron came close to winning that fight. He won two, two rounds okay. at most. That's fair. Um, granted he was pushing the pace. And then I think of the third or fourth round, like he would have knocked Jake down if the ropes hadn't saved him. Um, but man, it was a frustrating fight to watch, you know, being like a, an MMA loyalist and wanting to see Jake Paul lose. Cause Tyron just wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't pulling the trigger enough. Huh? Just wasn't active enough. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to go back and find it to watch it. I don't know if I I care to. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, there's really no point to apparently. To it. Apparently, Tyron Woodley's going to get an "I Love Jake Paul" tattoo though to to secure a rematch. He shouldn't do that. That's a horrible, horrible idea. He got Wait, paid though. Tyron, he made two. He that? fucking made two million bucks. Yeah, man. Fuck it. I'll fight Jake Paul for two million dollars. I would too. <laughs> for two million, fuck it. I'd fight Jake Paul for. $100,000. I would too. Yeah. 100% I would. What are you going to be mad at me for like getting knocked out for a hundred grand? <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, look, dude, I think Jake can fight. I think the Paul brothers can fight. I think they're training. I think it's legit, but he's just going to keep fighting MMA guys. You know, I, 
with that, like he's supposed to fight Fury's brother, whatever his fucking Tommy Fury. Yeah, he looked like shit. I would I would totally take Jake Paul in that fight. Yeah, well, I mean, it was supposed to go like six or eight rounds, and then they right before the night they cut it down to four or something like that. Yeah, but for those four rounds, like he did not he did not look good. And the guy he fought what was his name Anthony Taylor or something like that. Like did he he carried himself well, I thought, in that fight. Mm. Um but the thing with like Jake Paul, like people are just gonna lose interest if he keeps fighting guys like Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. Like it, you know, mm-hmm. if he wants to keep doing this, like good on him, you know, he's making a shit ton of money and doing his thing. Um but eventually, like let's call it what it is. Like Jake Paul's a freak show fighter, you know? Yeah. You t- you take you take a guy who's been professionally boxing, you know, for his entire life who maybe only has like six pro fights. He'll, he'll fucking whoop Jake's ass. Mm-hmm. Take a guy like Nikki Holtzkin. Like, I bet you he whoops Jake's ass. Yeah, I think he could. Although Jake is, Jake looks fucking big though. Like he's a big fucker. He's like six one. He's up in the 190 ish pounds. He's also, and, yeah. He's also not fighting guys that are close to his weight. You know? I mean, I, I thought it was just, do you remember watching Tyron fight in the UFC and he just looked like a fucking juggernaut? Yeah. You know, and then you see him fighting Jake Paul and he, Jake dwarfed him, you know? Well, at 170 pounds in MMA, like Tyron was not mm-hmm. insanely tall, but he was beefy. Yes. You know? So, I mean, but yeah, in the boxing ring, he didn't, he didn't look big at all. He still looks pretty ripped up, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It was a frustrating fight to watch. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought Tyron definitely had a lot more to give than than what he showed. Um, but and I, and I don't know how the fuck he thinks he won that fight. Other than just knock, it uh, sounds like he got at least he secured one knockdown, right? And then it it, it wasn't even ruled a knockdown. Yeah, I mean, it's an unofficial knockdown in boxing. The ropes aren't supposed to be allowed to save, but apparently in this fight they were. So I yeah, don't know, whatever. I don't know all the fucking stupid rules, but all right, man, let's go through this uh, upcoming UFC here. I'm pretty excited about this one. We haven't seen Darren Till for a while, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of like him. Um, He's definitely had an interesting little run here. He's had a, a weird run. Yeah. I think, well, I think 185 pounds is probably where he needs to be. I don't know, man. 170 looked tough for him to him to make. Yeah, but I thought he looks pretty good at 170 up until he fought Woodley and Masvidal. I mean, he looked good in the Masvidal fight up until he got fucking knocked out. Like, you know, he dropped Jorge. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, I, w- I just wonder, like, was it, a again, like a weight issue? But he's com- he's also coming off a broken collarbone, so uh, we'll see here. I don't like this matchup with him and, and Brunson. I I think Brunson's going to handle him. They have Brunson, the UFC anyways. I'm on UFC.com. They have Brunson listed as the underdog, at least the Oof. betting. I think they, they run that on bets, though. So that's probably the betting underdog. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like whoever's put money on them already. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about how they create lines, but I wouldn't see Brunson as the underdog. I would have thought well, more, more as like a 50-50, if anything. Well, I don't know how the fuck they can make Brunson the underdog. Like Brunson's, he's on a tear right now, man. Yeah. 
he's on a four fight win streak and he, and he beat Kevin Holland, Edmund Shabazi, and Ian Heinish. And, uh, well, he's no longer in the UFC, but Elias Theodoru, who's a ring boy for Invicta. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. Ah, oh, man. You just fucked my whole train of thought. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I like this fight. Um, I like Darren Till, but I, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if Brunson pulls that one off. Uh, Tom Aspinall is coming back, heavyweight bout. Yeah, I like this guy. You know what I like about Tom Aspinall? Huh. Say, what do you like? Ask me, what do, what do you like about him? What do you like about Tom Aspinall? <laughs> I like the fact that his his mouth to chin distance is about as long as like the I-5 in California. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, it is fucking. Have you seen that dude's jaw? Like um, that guy has a. Hold on. Now I got to pull him up even more. You fucker. It is insane, man. Well, he's a he's like a United Kingdom guy. He's like a Brit. Yeah, he's a Brit. Yeah. He's a goofy fucker. Sergey 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 Spivak, the polar bear. Oof. Yeah. Probably one of the ugliest men I've ever seen in my entire life. From Moldova. Just a be terrifying people, guy. Should he be playing like water polo or something? No, this guy should be axe murdering people in the fucking Ukrainian wilderness or Moldovian wilderness. That's, yeah, dude. Aspinall's no joke though. Like he puts bitches to sleep. Yeah, man, his ground game is legit. 10, 10 to two. 10 and two is Aspinall's record, so he's a fairly new fighter. I think he trains out of the same gym as Till, though. Um, 80% KO rate, 20% sub. This is for Aspinall. Average fight length, two minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, he's looked good in uh, in all three of his fights. His yeah, he has, fights. I think. One of, one was I feel like one of them stood out as kind of a tougher fight though he got pieced up a little bit and then pulled it off but you know I don't know maybe the Arlovsky fight I mean that's you know, that one went to the second round yeah uh, maybe it made, yeah I think didn't Orlovsky have him hurt maybe in the first round a little bit or something I can't he, remember it's, it's been a while since yeah Alex Morono you know, he's he's definitely like Tom Espinel is definitely like the next kind of breed of heavyweight fighter I guess right. Yeah, he's definitely he's certainly going to be in the mix. And Spivak, he's only 26 years old. You know, he's on a three-fight win streak, too, in the UFC. Um, that's, I mean, that's a good one. It's number 13, number 14. I mean, they're both fighting for, you know, Aspinall. Even if he if he wins the fight, he could probably still move up, you know. But he's definitely yeah. fighting to defend his spot and continue to move up. But It's a good, good heavyweight fight. I like it. Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. That'll probably be a pretty good one. Matt Schnell. Um, what? Where did you see that? I don't see that. That's on that's on uh, the Wikipedia listed fight card. I wonder if they dropped it, dude. It's not showing. I'm on the UFC main page. Hmm. Next fight I see is Alex Morono and David Zwada. Let's see what MMA junkie says. Morono's okay. Alex Morano, he, uh, who the fuck did he just, doesn't he, I think he trains that Ricky, uh, Turkios, Tercios. Yeah, that's right. He is a coach and a fighter, isn't he? Yeah. He looked good, you know, beating, beating Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about him. Yeah. He's a German. Not many German fighters. Shout out to that uh that one guy. 
Dennis Seaver. Or what was his name? Dennis. Yeah, De- De- Dennis Seaver. That's yeah. right. We haven't Old seen many. Dude. Haven't seen many Germans since him. No, and then there was uh there was a guy who fought at welterweight and and middleweight too. Peter something. He was from Germany, but I think he like came out under the Polish Polish mm. flag. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess I'd have to say toss up. There's no line on that fight. I don't know. I'd probably go with Morano. Yeah. Modestus Bakaskas, Khalil Roundtree. That could be a good one. I think Roundtree's got to get a win here. He's he's lost a few. Yeah, they're both on two fight losing streaks. Yeah, that's definitely kind of like a, a winner go home. Yeah, that's um, that's probably gonna be a burner. This Modestus guy, I like his nickname though, the Baltic Gladiator. It's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. He's from Lithuania. All right, dude. Have you seen the social media shit on this Patty Pimblet kid? Patty the yeah. Batty. Yeah, I've he's, been watching it. He's a he's a big one. This one. Yeah, there's a lot of hype hype on him. Well, he's coming in the UFC and he's already got a huge following. I, I would have to say it's the Cage Warriors stuff that he was doing, right? He's probably I think he was a <laughs> multi weight champ there. Is that right? Uh, he was definitely a title holder. I don't know if he was a dual weight. He's coming into UFC at 155 pounds. Um, yeah, I feel like because he was he was talking about how Connor's got all these fucking fanboys and all this shit, and he's not wrong. Um, he's definitely capitalizing on his moment here, so hopefully he shows up and fucking gets it done. Yeah, um, pound for pound, probably one of the worst hairstyles. In yeah, all pretty, of mixed martial arts. Yeah, pretty pretty bad. Like that thing straight out of 1982. Like, and this kid's young. He's 20. He was born in 1995. There's no reason why a kid like that should have a haircut. Like that. 1995. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the prelims. I don't see anything overly exciting. So um, keep in mind, this card starts earlier on Saturday, too. It's like one of those. Oh, is it? Yeah. On the the prelim card, the Julian Arosa and Charles Jordan fight, I I think that's going to be a really good one. I like Julian Arosa. Fair enough. I kind of skipped over that one. Yeah, no, Arosa's Arosa's got talent, man. Yeah, I like him a lot. He he did get stopped in his in his last fight, um, but prior to that, he had three really really impressive wins. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd like him to get back on track. Yeah, I like him. Juicy J. Yeah, all in all, though, I think it shapes up to be a good Saturday card. I mean, uh, I'd be curious to. <laughs> I know they don't really show too much of the the numbers and stuff for these um, like ESPN cards, but I'd be curious to see how it stacks up against uh, college football because it, it starts this weekend. Well, I'm guessing more people will probably be watching college football. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to, It'll be interesting. I would imagine that like all the, you know, most, most or a lot of the fair weather sort of, um, fair weather sort of UFC fans are probably football fans and they'll, they'll, they'll walk off, you know? So. Well, somebody who doesn't watch, uh, college football or professional football, I will definitely be, uh, tuning into this fight. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I'll find a way to watch both. 
I always do. I fuck. I forgot. Like it's all going to be a competition now. What do you mean? Like between what is going to pull my eyeballs, you know, I love college Only football. Just- just have have your iPad in your lap and uh, watching the UFC on that, and then you know sit and sit on the couch and watch college football on TV. Oh, I'll find a way. I always do. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Like, I love it when college football starts, but fuck, man, I love fights too. All right, my man, it's gonna be a good weekend of fights. I think the UFC is the only thing on the ticket, right? I didn't see much else. Uh, let's see. There's a KSW event going on. That's it. That's the only other thing. I got to look up for the date, but Overeem signed for the title fight against, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Rico Verhoeven. Yeah, that's going to be a good one, too. In glory? Yeah. Overeem's going to get killed, man. It's down the road, but it'll be fun to watch. Dude, Rico's, Rico's a monster. Oh, yeah, he's nasty. He's nasty. It'll be good. It shall be good. All right, bro. Good one. We'll uh, we'll punch it That's out. That's it. As we no other social do. media drama. I didn't see much, man. I think no. the Jake Paul Tyron kind of got it. I mean, there's social media drama between Diaz and McGregor, but what's new? They've been doing that for a while, so they're just sort of they're spitting back and forth at each other. Yeah, just talking shit. Fucking, the same old thing. It's fucking stupid. I wonder if they're setting that fight up again. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Connor's uh it might be a good fight to get Connor back out. Connor's got two fights on his contract, so that's a risky fight for Connor to fight fucking, Nate Diaz. Fuck yeah, it is. Especially off a broken leg. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying the way they're talking, why is he you know I've, Connor targets one guy and it's usually the next guy he he thinks he wants to fight, right? And you know, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know that we yeah, ever get. I don't know that we ever get McGregor Poirier for, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I just I wouldn't be surprised if Connor comes out and loses his next fight. Um, I mean, if he fights Poirier, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid uh, guess that he does. I think Poirier just has his number. Yeah. At this point, for sure, dude. There's this guy on Twitter, um, hybrid fighter. He's out of Japan, yeah, and uh, he posts videos of like old school Pancreas match matches that like people just haven't seen before, mm. like old school ones. Like there was one with Yuki Kondo and uh, Guy Mesger that I watched. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, which I don't think you are, but if you get on there. Follow that dude at H fighter. All the shit he posts is in Japanese, but don't like the videos. Um, yeah, but an actual, an actual fight's universal, man. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's awesome. So I've been going down the rabbit hole with that. Watching all this old school. I haven't been on Twitter matches. I haven't been on Twitter in a long ass time. You're not missing much. Yeah. Maybe I'll get back on one of these days. Cool. All right, my dude. All right. Appreciate your time as always. Likewise. We'll uh, we'll punch her out. And are you going to be able to sit down and actually watch this weekend? You think, or? Uh, I don't know. You know, with uh, 
we're fucking busy with the kid, you know, all the time doing yeah. shit and keeping him occupied. So for sure, who knows at, at some point, you know, he'll take a nap and hopefully that coincides with um, when the UFC is going on. Right. So we'll see if not, you know, I'll just catch it on replay. Yeah. Faux show. All right. all right, bro. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon then. Cool. All right. Later. Peace. Thanks, man.